0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation radio and podcast on Steelers.com. Man, what an intro here. Gets you going every time, doesn't it? What's a king to a god? Yeah, that's a banger. I'm not going to sing the whole song. Uh, You have found the Steelers Standard. Kellen Gursky and Jacob Recht here with you. We're going to talk some 2021-2022 playoff teams. I know we're only in April, so we got... We got almost a full year until this comes to fruition. But this is what people do. Absolutely. I think what we're going to do, we're going to power rank the top seven. So one through seven. So that would be the playoff teams as the league has expanded their playoff field. We're going to um, power rank. We're just going to straight up go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, And then we're going to do the bubble teams for each conference, too, in the AFC and the NFC. Um, And here's the thing, too, Jacob. I mean, I know we've talked about this a lot um with some other stuff that we've done but this is we're going to bounce this back to like sixth grade you know at the bottom of the paper you know where it says show your work you got to explain okay why you think that okay, why, that's why why that's we believe fair. um you know th- this team will make the playoffs why would we think this team won't whatever it is um let's do it the easiest way first i, I say we go each conference, we just say who's going to win each conference because that takes right. care of four. Do and we want to go seven to one or one to seven? Let's let's just go one through. Well, let's go one through four first, I suppose, because so those are probably okay, going divisions. to be the division okay, leaders, sure, right? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so let's start in the AFC South. Um, obviously, you have Tennessee, Indianapolis, Houston, and Jacksonville in that in that division. Um, for me, uh, we've talked about it a lot on this show. I'm I'm high on the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'm also high on the Tennessee Titans. Spoiler alert, they might make the uh, the power rank for me. Uh, they might be uh, you know, in that, what, four or five to seven range possibly for me. Um, but when you look at the AFC South and you look at the Indianapolis Colts, I think they have a really good defense in Indy. I, I think their offense has gotten better with the addition. Well, I don't know. I, sh- I don't know if I should say it's gotten better, but I don't think it's going to be worse by no, bringing in I, Carson I Wentz. Agree. Um, as opposed to Phil Rivers, who I, I actually thought Phil Rivers was pretty darn good last year, all things considered. I think he surprised
1: basically everyone because after his couple last years with the Chargers, everyone thought this guy's going to throw 30 more interceptions when he gets to Indianapolis. This is not his team anymore. This is a completely different scene for him. And I thought, ev- ev- I'm pretty sure everyone thought he was going to take a significant step back. But he didn't. He took a huge step
0: forward, led his team to the playoffs, led his team to 10 wins. Absolutely. And so um, obviously, you know, I said we're going to do division winners first because that's the easiest way, um, you know, to get the first four playoff teams out of the way. Indy isn't going to be number one on my power rankings here as we sit in April. But again, I just want to get those out of the way uh, super quick. That way we can get the first four out of the way. Um, in the a- in the AFC so are you in agreement there Jacob you believe that the Colts will probably uh, make the play or they will win that division too yeah I don't know what
1: they're it's so hard to read the Titans am I right it I is. mean I- you never know if they're going to be that good if they're going to be just kind of run-of-the-mill average you really don't know and it was just based off of a tiebreaker that the Titans won. They they both went, both teams went 11 and 5 last year and it was just based off of a a tiebreaker and I want to say it was based on I I think it was they 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 split in the regular season so that means the next tiebreaker would have been division record and I guess Tennessee had a better division record than Indianapolis and that's what it came down to. So it's so but it's so hard for me to read the Titans, but I do agree. I think it's a safer bet to go with the Colts. Because they have a great defense, and I think it's going to get better possibly through the draft. Their O-line with Quentin Nelson should be a, a great help to Carson Wentz, and everyone's saying they're going to attack or, or they're going to target offensive line help in the draft to kind of bolster up that line to give extra protection. We talk a lot about on this show Jonathan Taylor, how he was probably the, the best running back out of that running back rookie class last year. And that says a lot because there were a lot of names coming out of that class. And just to give Carson Wentz all those options, they they re-signed T.Y. Holton. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's just the safer bet to go with the Colts here.
0: Okay, so we're in agreement there. So Indy is going to be in that power ranking at some point, um, probably one through four as they're going to get one of the first four seeds if they win the AFC South. Uh, Moving on to the AFC East, um, I think this is a two-team race, but – there's always that question mark with with the New England Patriots., um, you know, the first losing season they've had, and God, I don't know how long. Um, but they brought in a lot of guys in free agency, um, and it makes them very interesting or uh, the New England Patriots. But to me, I think this is between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Um, and for me, I, I think I would go with the with Buffalo to win the division. I mean, Josh Allen is ascending towards a superstar-type level. I don't know if he's there yet, but, man, is he getting there. I mean, he has a bazooka for an arm. He could do so much with his legs. He makes that offense go. Um, I mean, I think they've found a a real connection there with Stephon Diggs bringing him in. Mm-hmm. That is an elite quarterback-wide receiver duo in this league. Might be one of the best in the AFC, if not the best. I think oh, yeah. you can make that argument. Um, for the Buffalo bills and their defense, it's not bad. I mean, Edmonds in the middle is obviously really good. Um, they're in an opt- opportunistic type defense as well, but you don't have to play great defense when your offense is as good as the Buffalo bills is. Um, although they do play pretty decent defense in Buffalo, um, I would go with Buffalo to win the AFC East. What yeah, about you?
1: That's, that's a guarantee, I think. That's one of the easier, if not the easiest, division to kind of wrap up in the, in the AFC. I mean, obviously you have the Chiefs, so maybe not. But I think other than the Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills are probably the second most guaranteed lock to win their division.
0: Okay, so we're both in agreement there. Let's go to the AFC North now. Now this is going to be probably pretty easy. We we've talked about this a lot just here on this show. Too, yeah. yeah, just last uh, the last episode we did, um, we talked about the Cleveland Browns, and I think that's who we're both going to go with to win that division is the Cleveland Browns. Um, the addition of, of of Clowney, the addition of John Johnson, the addition of Troy Hill, uh, they've made that defense. I don't want to say they've made it a strength, but they've gone from a weakness and Achilles heel so to speak to be I don't know if it's a strength but they've definitely improved it and that offense is just going to get better Um, you know I I know I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan in the world um, but man when you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to hand the ball off to it makes play action so much easier it makes the, the passing game so much easier and oh by the way they got a good defense now give me the Browns to win the AFC North and oh by the way they're getting Odell Beckham Jr. back yeah right
1: yeah, so I mean, Baltimore is always a factor. Yep, no they, matter they're what, always there. Year sure, it is. I mean, especially in this new era of Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh, they showed a lot of of strength. They showed a lot of mental toughness when they were out of the playoff race at one point, and like I think I want to say mid to late November, and they ended the their season, on, I believe, a five game winning streak to kind of sneak their way yep. in. And they, they didn't even sneak their way in; they got the five seed. Right. And so. Obviously, they didn't win the division that was the Steelers, but they landed a five seed they went eleven and five, so Baltimore's always hard to discount. But I think right now the Browns show a little more promise. I'm with you here. I gotta put the Browns as my AFC north winner as of now
0: and oh by the way, you know this is a Steelers show. We'll give the Steelers their due. The Steelers will be competitive next year, absolutely. I'm not saying that they have a... The Steelers are
1: never not competitive. Right. I'm not saying they they have a... They can't not be competitive.
0: Right. Not saying they have a great shot to win the AFC North, because I don't believe they do. I think it's probably, you know, Baltimore is probably the favorite at, like, you know, maybe, like, 60%. Baltimore at, like, 30 or, you know, like, something in there, like, 40-40, and then the Steelers are, like, you know, 30, whatever it is. Whatever that math equates to. Don't ask me. I'm not a math major. Um, But, yeah, I I would... um, I would give it to the Browns. I know the Ravens will float around there, and I know the Steelers will float around there. But that's three of the division winners out of the way in the AFC West. I, I think this one's going to be pretty simple to yeah. talk about too. It's like gonna I be, said, it's the easiest. It's going to be the lock. Chiefs. Yeah,
1: it's going to be the Chiefs. I mean, you can you can talk at length about who's going to come out maybe as the, the wild card team in that division, but there's unless there's. God forbid, it's season-ending injury to Pat Mahomes. I mean, it's, right. it's the Chiefs.
0: Right. Okay, so let's now power rank them. Let's just go division winners sure. first because that's going to be the first four seeds in the playoffs. One's going to be Kansas City. One's
1: Kansas City. I think two is Buffalo
0: pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Buffalo there, there too. Um, three, it's going to be – I mean, obviously, it's between Indy and Cleveland. This, I don't know if we'll agree on this. I, I'm interested to see who you put at three. Um, I, Personally, I, I think – uh, I'm gonna go with Indy just because their division is easier. Mm. Now that's not saying that the Browns aren't going to be a good football team. I mean, hell, we we both picked them to win the division. Right. But what I'm saying is, you look at the two divisions. Um, you know, the Colts. Yes, they have the Tennessee Titans in there, but they're playing Houston twice. They're playing right. Jacksonville twice. Those Granted, you don't ways. know. Sure. You don't know what Jacksonville's gonna be with Trevor Lawrence coming in. But then you look at the Browns and their their division. Play the Ravens twice. You play the Steelers twice. Uh-huh. Play the Bengals twice. I mean, I know the Bengals were four and eleven last year, but they beat the Steelers once. Yeah, they did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I I give it to Indy, but I'm not saying it's by a that whole hell much. of a lot. No,
1: I mean last year, I mean, I mentioned how Indy barely lost out on their division crown because they tie with the Titans in an eleven and five record, but it was division opponents that sealed that tiebreaker. But Cleveland also won eleven games last year. So yep, Tennessee, Indy. Cleveland and Baltimore, four teams that were, two of of came from two divisions, all won eleven games last year. I mean, they are competitive teams; they're good teams. But I'm gonna side with you on this one. I think because Indy has just overall, I think the better team, more a little more maturity. I think Frank Reich that re that reunion with Carson Wentz is going to be very significant for his success. I mean, that's when we saw MVP Carson Wentz was when he, Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator or was the quarterback coach I I forget which one exactly but I do think I have a little more faith in Indy to kind of just be the overall better team that's not that's not for me to say that oh they won't both go 11 and 6 or they won't go or they both won't go 12 and 5 it's very possible but I think overall I would be more afraid of Indy
0: Okay, so now moving on to the wild card teams. I guess they're what three wild card teams now? Yeah, five, six, and seven. This is where it gets tricky. This is where it gets tricky. Absolutely. Um, for me, I mean, we we mentioned that. I mean, it's for me five and six. It's it's a two. I think it's a two team race. One's going to be Baltimore, and one's going to be Tennessee. Tennessee it's yeah. just a matter of who goes where. Um, and I guess I'll put Baltimore at five, just because they were there last year. There too, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's. Kind of what I'm going on. They're going to be there. You know, we, we've talked about the the, the Ravens at nauseum here. Obviously, um an AFC North team are the Ravens, but that 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 running game has still yet to be figured out. I know there's still question marks on Lamar Jackson and, and if he can if he can throw the ball at an accurate clip. um But then again, if you play good defense and you run the ball well, you might not need to. Um, and and, you know when you look at the Brown or when you look at the Ravens excuse me I know I I made the point for Cleveland that they'd be the four seed because it's a tough division it it is a tough division but give me Baltimore at five and I guess that puts Tennessee at six yeah I'm with you there too I just think again I,
1: I talked about this earlier it's always hard for me to read how good the Tennessee Titans could actually do now with it's it's weird you know we 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 know that Bud Dupree is going to Tennessee, but they've also just lost to Davion Clowney. I'm not saying the the subtraction is going to be more significant than the addition, but I'm sure if you're Tennessee, you would have liked to have both of those guys there and kind of create your own Robin and Robin situation, of which they both came from playing against or playing opposite of Watt brother, but of course that's not the situation there, but We'll see how Bud does, and I just think because of that ambiguity overall with Tennessee, you don't know if Derrick Henry can keep up this pace. The dude has been the best running back in the NFL the last three years, and I think that's unquestionable. Uh, um, however, I, I just see more consistency out of Baltimore. I see more mental toughness. I, I alluded to that that win streak that they had to close out the season last year. I'm going to go with you on this one. I'll go baltimore five tennessee six and i guess here it's seven is where it gets to be kind this, of tricky this yeah. is a
0: in my opinion it's it's between three teams um okay i mentioned to here my two. three are the patriots oh. i mean i know that's
1: no I, it's very likely i mean we talk about all their additions that they've made and the gods that they threw just free agency alone that's not even considering the guys that opted out of last season because of COVID. They're getting all of those starters back on defense. It's not out of the question to think if they went 7-9 and last year with Cam Newton and none of those pieces that they'll have available to them this year that they can improve from that point.
0: And quickly, too, um, you look at the Patriots, draft day hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I right. know that they have Cam Newton, but something tells me that they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. I don't know why I feel that, right. but that's what I feel deep down in my gut. That's what I feel. So New England's in the mix for me. Um, I think the Chargers are in the mix for me, and the third team is the Miami Dolphins, who missed out on the playoffs going 10-6. and six. I'm assuming that's probably your seventh team, right? Yeah, you guys know I'm, I've been high on the Dolphins for a while
1: now. I think, I'm not saying Tua is for real, but with two top 16 picks or two top 18 picks not bad. in the draft, I mean, and we hear a lot of people say that they're going to target offense in the draft because their defense is, pr- is pretty decent, and... I, I've also said, I mean, this doesn't include the Patriots because Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick, but their coach is just, I think, a tier above all of the other wild card teams and some even other division winning teams. I just I, I, I think that they have great leadership there. So I'm going to go Dolphins at seven and it's going to be s- uh, something similar to to last year where they're not far behind the other wildcard teams or even the division-winning teams.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Um, and I guess if you're going to put a gun to my head, we got to pick one. I think I'd go with Miami just kind of for the same reasons that you laid out. I'm not saying two as a world beater, but you know, you get him a couple guys in the draft, you make that offense better, you make the deep, Whatever you do, you're going to bring in a guy that's ready to play right now. So um, I guess I'm leaning towards Miami. Um, that's who I'm probably going to go with um, to make the playoffs. There, um, let's talk about just a couple bubble teams. I think they're kind yeah. of who I've already mentioned. I think the Chargers are in there. I think the Patriots are in there. Maybe the Vegas Raiders. If I mean, I know sure. the Raiders are a dumpster fire, but they were eight and eight last year, and they lost like five of their last like yeah, seven or it, eight it something on like if that. We see the first twelve
1: versus the last yeah. four games of the Raiders. You know yeah. What I mean?
0: Uh, I mean, I think a a bubble team that could surprise some people, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I think a team that's going to surprise is Jacksonville. Um, I know I said that that that, that division is kind of weak, and I think Indianapolis will take care of Jacksonville when they play them. But, man, there's something about Trevor Lawrence that just, I I can't get out of my head that he's going to, not that he's going to come in and make them a playoff team, but I think he makes them. A little bit more competitive. He could cause some trouble in the AFC South. As sure. you said, you know, it, when he we could were, feast on Houston, you get two yeah, wins in Houston. Yeah. I mean,
1: and then you're the Jacksonville Jaguars because they came in last. They're playing yep. all the other last right. place teams. So he could feast on the Jets. He could feast on Denver. And yeah. It's very likely. So I don't. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't see Jacksonville as a team to consider a playoff team, but something that could cause a little trouble. may – Get a couple more wins that you might have expected.
0: So quickly to run through the power rankings for both of us here. Kansas City, Buffalo, Indy, Cleveland, Baltimore, Tennessee, Miami rounding out the playoff field for the AFC. Now on to the NFC. We got to boogie a little bit here, um, but let's just go the division winners real quick. Um, the NFC. NFC West. Now, I think this is the hardest division in football, I I think, without question, um, because the Niners are going to bring in a a quarterback that much is obviously clear. Uh And then you have Um, four capable starting quarterbacks there in that division. You're going to have four capable quarterbacks. You're going to have four pretty decent defenses, too. And, oh, by the way, um, an extra added quarterback in there. You you mentioned the four, but uh, with Stafford going to the Rams and their high-potent, powerful offense, um i'm gonna pick the rams to win that i got the Rams too
1: i mean i was surprised that the rams kind of took a step back last year they only went 10 and 6 i expect them to get up to a a 12 11 and i guess now with 17 games they could go 13 and 4 that sounds so weird to say it number wise but they could be a 13 win team i see that happening for for the rams and with all the drama with russell wilson it just causes out you know for that yeah. organization so I, I got the Rams coming out of the West
0: and again it's not a done deal I mean that who knows that's going to be the toughest division in football I believe yeah, right. Um, now moving on to the NFC North um, Saints Bucks Panthers Falcons I think the, Bucks, and the NFC South yeah NFC South yeah right um, I, I think I think the Panthers and Falcons improve next year I mean the Panthers are bringing in Sam Darnold mm-hmm. is that the long-term answer who knows but I think that makes them competitive um, and they were without Christian McCaffrey a lot last year, and still went five and eleven. So I think that you know they'll be competitive. The Falcons again, I, I, we talked about this a lot. Like I just feel like that that franchise is cursed. I don't know what it is since they've yeah, been to the Super good. Bowl. It's um, they've just not been good. And, and with the Saints losing Drew Brees, the quarterback, um, the quarterback room is a question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I I think we've even talked too much about the NFC South. It's going to be the Tampa process of elimination. Yeah. You don't even
1: need to do it because. When you're, when you're a Super Bowl winning team, defending Super Bowl champion, and you're bringing back 22 of your 22 starters, there's no reason to believe that you can't run it's it It's a pretty back. big deal. And yeah, I mean, we talked about Baltimore, their mental toughness to win down the stretch. Once Tampa Bay had that bye week, and I believe week 10, I, I think they lost one game or something. To close out the season, that includes the playoffs, obviously. So, yeah, it's pretty easy for me. If Tom Brady's in the equation, it's it's impossible almost to, to, to bet against Tom Brady.
0: Okay, so now moving on to the NFC East or um, the least, I guess. Right. Um, but that could change this year. I think there's going to be some competitive football, and by competitive football, I don't mean seven and nine, six and ten, six mm-hmm. and ten, and four and eleven. I think it's going to be more competitive. I think you'll see, you know, a couple teams with winning records. I yeah. actually believe yeah, that it's this year, very
1: much possible. Um,
0: obviously, the the Washington football team won it last year. Um, but for me, I, I think it's going to be Dallas as long as Dak stays healthy. We know what happened right. last year when he didn't. Um, but for me, it's the Dallas Cowboys. I think they win that division, but I don't think it's a absolute slam dunk. I don't no, think it, they're I gonna run either. away with it.
1: I see this as a three team race. I the only team I don't consider is Philly. But yeah, I they're think gonna Washington's stink. gonna get a slight upgrade at quarterback with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's capable. He has Terry McLaurin at receiver, he has a decent team all around him, especially looking at the defense. I mean, that's a scary front four when you wanna talk about units overall. Uh, And then you look at the New York Giants. They're going to get back both a healthy, fully healthy Daniel Jones and a Saquon Barkley. That's my guy. So I think all three teams, New York, Washington, and Dallas, are going to take a step forward. But I think because Dallas is getting Dak back, Dak is going to be the biggest difference maker there. I'm going to side with you there. I'm going to go Dallas. But it's still going to be a three-team race, I think.
0: In the north, I think it's pretty much a slam dunk, too. Easy. Green Bay Uh, Green Bay wins that division. I think Minnesota is better next year. But – I think the Bears and the Lions are going to stink. Um, so there's our four division winners. And to power rank them, I go Tampa, uh, the LA Rams, Green Bay, and then Dallas. That's how I have it. Okay. So I would
1: say Tampa,
0: Green Bay, just okay. because the again, division.
1: Just because that and, well, I don't even consider that. But yeah, I mean, if you have, you look at the West, those teams are playing each other. That's, they're going to beat true. up on each other. Yeah. But it, I just, it's too, I mean, like, All the quarterbacks in the West are great. Russell, Stafford, Kyler, and whoever the San Francisco Niners will end up drafting should be good. But I mean, none of them compare to Aaron Rodgers right now. I mean, Russell Wilson is great, don't get me wrong, but right now Aaron Rodgers is just playing typical Aaron Rodgers football. And as I mentioned earlier with Tom Brady, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. It's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers unless they're going up against each other in the NFC championship game like they did last year. Uh, So I got I got Tampa one, I got Green Bay two, I got the Rams at three and then Dallas. And then it's kind of a drop off though because it's no disrespect to the to the Cowboys but just that NFC East has never shown you any right. reason to believe in the team coming out of that division.
0: Okay, so now quickly to get the the three wild card teams. This is tough. Um I think um one of them is going to be the second place team in the in the West. In the West. Yeah. Um so that's either Seattle or Arizona. Um I guess I'd go with Seattle just because of the quarterback. Yeah. Um, that's one so of the best I, quarterbacks in the league. So let's just put Seattle at five. But at six, I actually would put Arizona. You know what? I was thinking the same exact thing. I think three um, teams in the NFC West get in. Now, granted, they're all going to beat up on each other. So will that happen? I don't know. Will that affect the playoff? Standings, it, it, right? it very well might. I mean, two losses to one team could, you know, two wins against another could keep you out. That's a very interesting situation there. But the Cardinals just missed the playoffs last year by what? one game or two games whatever it was
1: they kind of fell out of the playoffs as the Bears kind of snuck in right so I mean you don't want that to happen to a young quarterback especially like Kyler Murray but yeah I I do see Arizona just kind of saying with with the addition of AJ Green kind of to tie up that receiving core uh, they just got James Conner he's not going to be that great but it's just a, it's just another piece, you know. They're not they're not doing the Pittsburgh Steelers way of of this 2020 offseason or 2021 offseason to making non flashy moves and only bringing in household names or or local names that that are just adding depth. They're bringing in legitimate pieces, and and even though we've spent time on this show kind of critiquing James Conner, it's a good move for them to make yeah. considering they've lost Kenyon Drake. So I got Arizona at six. At seven is where. This is I mean, really hard. Throw a dart at the board and wherever that dart lands, I'll say sure, I can I can see how you could say that.
0: I'm going with Minnesota. Um I, I think Yeah, I figured if if Tom were here, Tom oh, would be
1: yelling yeah. at us saying, How have we not yeah. mentioned Minnesota's name just yet?
0: I, I think they, they get into the playoffs. I think they're a much improved team next year. I think they underachieved a lot last year. Their offense is really good. Their, their defa- offense could be as good as any offense in the league. Yeah, I mean, and their defense isn't bad. I know it kind of let them down last year, and maybe the quarterback position is the part of the thing that's letting them down. But I do think that they improve. I, I think that um, that they, you know, they just get back on track next year. They're, they're a much better team than seven and nine. Um, and again, they're they're a much better. I thought they were a better team than the Bears last year, and the Bears still somehow made the playoffs. So. Um, let's go over a couple bubble teams. Uh for me, the first one on the bubble for me is the New York Giants. Um I I think the Giants you are high as can be on these Giants. I am. I I think you know getting Saquon Barkley back is huge. They were six and ten last year without him, and he only played in like two games. And -hmm. you mentioned getting Danny Dimes back. Getting um, Saquon back. I mean, it's huge for that offense. I mean, there it were, is.
1: You're getting your quarterback and your running back back.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were games last year where Colt McCoy had to play quarterback for the New York right, Giants. Yeah, Hell, they beat good. the Seattle Seahawks with right. Colt McCoy quarterback. Right. So I think the final score of that game was like 15 to nine or something. But at the end of the day, they got the W. Exactly. So, um, yeah, In I mean Seattle too. Right. The first team for me on the bubble is the New York Giants. Um, and but man, the AFC or the NFC, excuse me. I don't see as many competitive uh, teams as you do in the AFC. We had like three or four bubble teams in the AFC. I, I, I think there's one, maybe, maybe New Orleans, if the quarterback position so is. So I'm looking
1: at the NFC South and I think you could make the argument for any of the three other than Tampa, who's going to win the division to say they could be they could be that, a bubble that team. seventh seed. I mean, New Orleans based off of, are we going to see a 30 and 30 touchdown to interception ratio? Jameis Winston, or are we going to see a little more, Cool, calm, collected, Jameis Winston. Or are you going to see Taysom Hill? Right. I mean, any combination of the two. And how how good is that going to be compared to the Drew Brees that you saw last year? Drew Brees was there for 12-4, and but he was out for, what, I believe five games? And I think they won all five of those games or something like that. So they were okay without him. Now, looking at Carolina and Atlanta, Carolina... With Sam Darnold, is it an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater? I think it is, and you pair him with Christian McCaffrey. I think you could say that Carolina takes a little bit of a step forward. They no longer are a five and eleven team. Uh, I think they started off the year like three and three, and yep. then they went two and what two and eight down the stretch. So not like ideal. That. And then Atlanta, too. It's it's all about what Atlanta does in the draft. Yeah. Do they trade away from pick four? Do they use pick four on a quarterback? Do they use pick four on Kyle Pitts and give Matt Ryan a weapon? I don't know what they do, but there's a lot of ambiguity surrounding Atlanta. You guys, You guys are much higher on Matt Ryan than I am, and I'm not trying to say Matt Ryan's a bad quarterback, but right now he just doesn't seem to be trending in the right direction in terms of winning, and I know – I know you guys say it's it's a lot on the defense, so maybe do the Falcons trade back to kind of play it safe, get some extra draft stock, and, and address the defensive issues? I don't know. I don't know what Atlanta's going to do. It, it all depends
0: on what they do in the draft, and that's that's where I'll make my final judgment on that team. And one quick bubble team, um, just because of the fact that all these teams are going to beat up on each other and someone might sneak in with the right amount of wins, is the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not saying that they're going to be – uh, they're without question going to be the seven seed, but they're a team to look out for. Right. They're going to be bringing in a young rookie quarterback who is obviously ready to play right now. Their defense is going to take defense, a big step forward. Yeah. They had
1: they were the most COVID-riddled team right. last year. They're going to get a healthy
0: Nick Bosa back. It's going to be a good defense again. And they were still six and ten with all that going right, on. Right? Exactly. So, exactly. Um, that gives you an indication that they were at least a competitive football team last year. Did you
1: know they went one and seven at home? Yeah. That now that Nuts.
0: included some of games that they had to play.
1: In Arizona, because of the, the forest COVID fires.
0: Or, oh, the, that's right, the, the right. forest fires. So I, I
1: don't know if that had any effect on it, but one in seven at home—that's
0: yeah. absurd. It's nuts. And hopefully, they'll have fans in the stands next yeah, year, right. and maybe they'll have a little bit more of a home field advantage. But. That's going to do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Thank you as always for listening on Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Steeler Nation Radio, we appreciate that as well. On the next episode, we are about what two weeks away now from the draft. Two weeks from the NFL draft. Two weeks from
1: round two and three. Okay, would be today. So two weeks yesterday. Two weeks yesterday, right? Yeah.
0: So two weeks yesterday, we are uh, away from the uh, NFL draft and. Coming up next, we are going to do a Steelers mock draft. I know that that's been a topic of discussion. I know a lot of places are doing it, but guess what? We're going to put our GM hats on, and we're going to do a full draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's coming up on the next episode of the Steelers Standard.